Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. Greetings for this meeting as it's time to begin the show with the flow that keeps you in the know. This is Tanisha Baker, your host with the most of trending news, hot topics, interesting interviews, new music, and much more. I'm excited to bring you the 158th edition of what you shouldn't be missing. Thanks for tuning in to Talking with T. It's June 11th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, late funny man Gene Wilder, and famed football player Joe Montana. On this date in history in 1964, Nelson Mandela was sentenced to life in prison for allegedly attempting to sabotage the white South African government. In 1963, John F. Kennedy sent his civil rights message to Congress, saying that segregation was morally wrong. And also in 1963, two black students were escorted by the National Guard as they enrolled at the University of Alabama. And on this date in 2014, the late great actress Ruby D passed away. Today on the national calendar is National Corn on the Cob Day, National German Chocolate Day, and National Making Life Beautiful Day. As this month is National Men's Health Awareness Month and the month that hosts Father's Day, our theme for June is Men Matter. Last week, we hit on some stats related to men's health as we encouraged our men to take care of themselves. This week, I want to encourage our adult men to mentor our young men. Teach them the ways of the world and how to survive in it. Teach them from the mistakes you made and the successes you've experienced. Lay out a blueprint for them to find their way to being productive citizens, knowing how to respect women, raise their children, and contribute to society. For today's happy highlight, I ran across a story about a 10-year-old named Tyler Karak who got an idea two summers ago to thank every police officer in America. So far, he has delivered over 65,000 donuts to very appreciative officers in 31 states. He uses school breaks and his entire summer vacation to continue his mission. Keep it where it's sad. I'll be right back. You're tuned in to Talking With T.
fuck my identity. After realizing you're hot for me, I give myself away to you relentlessly. Only you know what you mean to me. to check out our Monday Minute Quick Bits. Conversations about suicide have been revived due to two high-profile suicides this past week. First, this past Tuesday, fashion designer Kate Spade took her life as she was found in her Manhattan apartment. She was found by her housekeeper and a suicide note was left at the scene. And then on Friday, iconic chef Anthony Bourdain took his life in France while working on an upcoming episode of his award-winning CNN series, Parts Unknown. He was found by his close friend, Eric Rippert, unresponsive in his hotel room. The controversy over NFL players taking a knee to protest police brutality continues. A recent poll reveals that the majority of voters don't feel that their action is unpatriotic. However, a policy was recently announced by the league, which does give players the right to remain in their locker room during the anthem, but can find teams whose players kneel during the anthem. I tend to agree with the recent social media post that said something like Rosa Parks wasn't protesting her seat on the bus and Gandhi wasn't protesting food. I don't think players are actually protesting the anthem per se, but instead protesting the symbolism of what this country should stand for, and it clearly doesn't. The president has blatantly and belligerently opposed players kneeling during the anthem. And speaking of him, President Trump has uninvited the Philadelphia Eagles to the White House as tradition for Super Bowl champions after many of the players said they weren't attending anyway. Instead, Trump held some sort of celebration in honor of the country. So the NBA playoffs are over. The Warriors rose victorious and Trump had already declared that whichever team won the NBA championship would not be invited to the White House. Both teams seem to have had no interest in attending anyway. So 
I guess Trump finds some delight in uninviting people who don't want to be invited. But you know who he does want to talk to? Kim Jong-un of North Korea. They're on again, off again, now back on again. Meeting is scheduled for this upcoming Tuesday. Before I leave the topic of basketball, I do want to share that Kevin Durant surprised some California students whom he mentors at a boys and girls club with a promise to pay their first year of college tuition. This comes from his foundation, which looks to enrich the lives of at-risk youth from low-income backgrounds. Rapper Lil' Kim has filed bankruptcy and the bank has foreclosed on her mansion. It is reported that she owes $1.47 million in back taxes and more than $4 million in secured and unsecured debts. I mentioned the terrible trend of shootings in Chicago last week when I shared that there were nine killed and 29 wounded in shootings over the Memorial Day weekend and an additional nine people were killed Saturday a week ago due to gun violence. Then this week, it was reported that three were killed and eight wounded within a three-hour span starting at 1 a.m. Sunday morning. Equally as troubling, Clayton County Police confirms two boys, ages 13 and 14, my, that's young, that's young, y'all. They were detained Wednesday evening and have been charged with involuntary manslaughter, reckless conduct, and possession of a weapon by a minor after killing a 12-year-old girl. Alice Johnson was released from prison after being sentenced to a life term for a nonviolent drug offense. Her story reached Kim Kardashian, who made a plea to President Trump, who in turn granted Ms. Johnson a pardon. Ms. Johnson asked that the president not forget the hundreds of other prisoners spending life in jail for nonviolent crimes. Don't touch that doll. I'll be back in a while. Thanks for tuning in to Talking With T. It's now time to bring on the know-it-all Professor J and our top investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam, as we discuss trending news and hot topics. So we're going to start off by talking about Dr. Wendell Davis Boutte, known as the Dancing Doctor. She apparently posted several videos of her dancing while doing some medical procedures, and several of her patients have filed lawsuits and hundreds have complained. Now, this good dancing doctor was performing cosmetic surgery, and some of her patients say she botched up the procedures. Now, Dr. Boutte, is that how you say it, y'all? Is it Dr. Booty? Boutte? Well, it. it's, it's like, Boutte. If it's like the surgery, then she, it might be Booty. See, Jay? Jay said it's Boutte, <laughs> but you know he bougie. <laughs> right. <laughs> Listen, the only way I know is because I went, I went to, uh, to school with some people with the last name Boutte from Louisiana. Oh, okay. And of course, you know. Those who didn't know how to properly pronounce it did say booty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm calling her the dancing doctor because she contends she's done nothing wrong, and she even said she wouldn't have done anything differently. And so I tried to visualize all of this, even though I saw, you know, her dancing, uh, you know, through the videos. It was plastered all over the news. I was curious about how long it went on. If so many people complained and she had so many suits, 
Why did she continue to do it? I think I'm missing some details in the story. Well, I uh, saw one particular version of the story that said that in exchange for pretty much fouling up one patient's surgery, she offered the patient an additional procedure. And I saw some of the videos as well. And having had a couple of surgeries in my 40 years of living, you know, uh, there have been times that I've been under total anesthesia, and I'm not aware of what's going on. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I would like to think that if I'm having a procedure done, the doctor is giving me his or her full attention, not, you know, right. doing the soul train line and operating room <laughs> with the nurses and the uh, other surgeons and so on and so forth, which Dr. Boutet was clearly in the midst of doing. You know, well, with me being in surgery with doctors, there are plenty doctors that have cut the music on, have them a good time. There's one particular doctor that has Nellie Friday. He plays our Nellie on Friday. And they be in our turn, you wouldn't believe how turned up some of them be. But, you know, they get the so, job done. I don't think they Hold on. Uh uh, uh uh, uh uh, uh uh. Hold on, Pam. Now I'm about with Jay. You know, they they got us under and you know, I've had a couple actual serious surgeries. And it required, in my opinion, some concentration to to take care of a delicate matter. And maybe we are we gonna need some doctor cams like they have those police body cams so we can know what's going on. Now Pam, y'all in there do, dancing and such while y'all cutting up on people. <laughs> They play play music. Now, they do play music in surgery. A lot of doctors, not all of them, but quite a few that I've been in there with, they do play music. And they don't be dancing and doing all that stuff, but it'd be be music playing. But Mm -hmm. you don't see it like in, you know, maybe more serious surgeries maybe, but some doctors just do it. That's just their thing. And they do their best work playing the music and everything, so... I don't okay. Well, I might be okay with the music. I might be okay. And if I had a choice, if I had to give them a playlist, I, I want some gospel. But <laughs> you wonder, it don't matter. Did, did, uh, did you die? As long as they don't no. play Take Me to the King. Did any of them die? I know that's right. <laughs> well, did no, they didn't. But they deformed. <laughs> Here's my take on the whole situation. All right. So, you know, not only do I have a problem with uh, Dr. Boutte, you know, turning up and twerking uh, on the patient, I think the, the, the main thing is the fact that she has the unmitigated gall to record herself doing this while she was uh, supposed to be performing these surgeries. Which, Pam, as the medical professional of the three of us, um, you know, isn't that bordering on a freaking HIPAA violation or something? Oh, yeah. no, Nobody nobody records. You're not supposed to have your phone now. You can't record anything. That's a, hip, a big HIPAA violation. That will get you shut down. You can't record because doctors have gotten in trouble for recording and also recording the patients while they're under or whatever. But, no, you can't have recording devices in there. That was her first mistake. Right. Okay. 
Yeah, no, you can't do that. That's a big hip a violation. Well, I believe I read where there was some debate over whether she was going to be able to continue practicing medicine or whatever she wants to call it. But I believe Georgia did suspend her license for the time being. Bye, Bootay. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, well, it seems like certain topics go in spurts. And so, you know, for the past few weeks, we've been talking about these wild animals and their encounters with humans. And we know that the earth was their playground and that maybe we took over some of their territory. But like I said, I thought we had an understanding with the animals. And they would stay, you know, in their locations and we'd stay in ours. So, you know, we had everything from the squirrels attacking folks in the park to the mountain lions walking down busy streets, which incidentally, a mountain lion was uh, seen swimming in a California lake this past Saturday, but that's not the story I want to share. This past week, after a warning was issued to residents of a South Florida homeowners association, a woman was attacked and killed by an alligator. The woman had gone on a walk with her two dogs at Silver Lake's Rotary Nature Park near her home. So let's just, I want y'all to hold on to these words. This was at a nature park near her home. This is where she lived. And so the reason the alert was set in the first place was authorities had trapped a six-foot alligator near a resident's front door. And they're not sure if she got the message or not. But after a passerby saw the two dogs wandering alone and one of them appeared to be bitten, authorities were contacted and gator hunters were dispatched. They captured and killed an alligator that was 12 and a half feet long. And then after they cut the alligator open, they found the woman's arm. So that, you know, confirmed what they had suspected had happened to her. I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out how this happened. Did the alligator come out of the water onto land and attack old girl? You know, how did this, I think, this, well, I'm just intrigued exactly how this went down. Well, she obviously isn't able to tell her side of the story, but imagine well, that no. the alligator came out the water because she's walking her dog, so it's not like they gone for a dip in the lake, you know. And so I think by the fact they caught the other alligator at somebody's front door, they definitely weren't afraid of coming out of the water. And I think that's what happened. She's in the nature park, and the alligator came out there and got it. Okay. So here's the thing. If you know the alligators are taking license to roam freely to and fro, you know, let them have it. Because I promise you, if I see one, I'm going to go back in the house and I'm going to close my door. You can have all this land and do whatever you will, Mr. Alligator. <laughs> you're going to make somebody a nice old pair of shoes or something. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you can, you, you can have the whole house. Whole, I, will, I, will, I might need to leave. I can leave, Alligator, if you want me to. I don't have to be here. Yeah, and right. you know, we hear about alligator attacks. I don't know why people live near the alligator, you know? Now, them finding the mountain lion in a lake, I don't un even understand that at all. That's something that would catch you off guard. But if you live near a swamp or 
an area that's known to be inhabited by alligators. I don't understand why you set up residence there. But, I, you know, I didn't see the scene per se. I, I don't know. You know, it was a nature park. Maybe she thought it was safe. Obviously, she thought it was safe. But the alligators are just taking over their land, I guess. I, I don't know what to tell y'all. But I'll tell you this. I got another snake story. And this time, yeah, this time a Texas man, he saw a snake while he was clearing some stuff out his backyard. So he decapitated the snake. So far, so good. Then he went to pick up the snake to get rid of it. And the head bit him and released a nearly fatal amount of venom. So I just, let's get this straight. The snake's head was totally detached from its body when it bit the man. And also they said it's not uncommon. Yeah, because they stay alive so long after you cut the head off. Okay, well, I'm not a biology major. I just, I mean, obviously that's true. Obviously that's true. But I don't see how that happened. I don't see how the snake's head a lot. Okay. Weirdness. Let me let me jump out the horror movie and back into reality. That just isn't something that I can visualize a snakehead. But I don't understand. I mean, I guess everything that keeps it alive is in its head. Help me, somebody. Yeah, because I've seen them cut the heads off before, and the, the snake could be still shivering, you know, slithering around. Where the hell were you where they cutting heads off a of snake's head? No, I'm sitting on TV and stuff where they have oh. snakes. They sit and stay alive for so long after you cut the cut the head off, and they still be slithering around. And then you had never see Anaconda. Yeah, but that was a horror movie. You know, I'm thinking that's that's over dramatized. You know, that's sensationalized for the movie. I'm not thinking that would happen in real life. I'm just saying. Yeah, it happens, in, it happens in real life. It stays alive for, they say, some minutes. It stays alive for too long because you look like you cut somebody's head off. Then it, it should be gone then. I don't care what it is. But, yeah, yeah, it stays alive. But he had to be. I'm just trying to picture the snakehead getting to his head. You know, I don't know. He might have been down there too close. You know, people do some strange things. Well, I guess he bent down to pick it up to throw it away. That's what I don't understand. That's what's confusing me. Okay, I'm just going to move on. Y'all ain't going to make me understand either, so we might as well stop talking about it. <laughs> in Florida, <laughs> a pet monkey escaped from its owner's car in the parking lot of Home Depot and repeatedly bit one of the workers. So the monkey was in the car, got out the car, but he had a leash on him. So he was wandering around in the parking lot when the Home Depot worker saw him and grabbed the leash. The monkey climbed on her back, started biting her, scratched her in the face. And I was like, oh, that monkey was about that life because he wasn't going out. I mean, I know it caught her off guard, first of all. Who brings their pet monkey to Home Depot? And then I don't know if they're going to hold the woman accountable or not for her little ratchet monkey, but the woman... You know, she really has some injuries. I'm just still trying to wrap my mind around somebody bringing a whole monkey in Home mm-hmm. Depot. Yes. You know, I thought, I thought we... Well, no, 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 they left the there. monkey in the car. They left the monkey... Who knows, Jay? They left the monkey in the car. The monkey got out the car. You know, they smart. I guess the monkey opened the door and got out. <laughs> the monkey said it's hot. You know, yeah. You, you, can't be, you, you just can't be leaving 
you know, animals and, 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 and whatnot in these cars during the summertime, and it gets a hundred and some odd degrees in the cars when you got the windows rolled up. Bubbles right. said, no, I'm not going to do this with y'all. I'm going to go in here with this hair. <laughs> well, what did he get mad at the lady for? Staying general, first of all, he was hot, and he was tired. He was ready to go home. <laughs> Perfect example, stay in your lane. First of all, these guys don't pay enough for me to be chasing. Nobody, monkeys, <laughs> kids. Grandmama, nobody around the park a lot. They get out the car. That's on you. That's your car. That's your monkey. I'm not going after them. That's not in my job description. That's out of my my uh, what I'm supposed to be doing here. You're probably supposed right. to be getting buggies. Buggies after oh he over there trying to stay in your lane. All right. I guess they will. Uh, this next story is a perfect illustration of a hater and somebody being ultra petty. A South Dakota sheriff, Lenny Gramcall, lost his re-election bid to his deputy, Mark Max, as soon as he heard the news. I mean, exactly one minute, 60 seconds after the election, he fired the deputy. So South Dakota is an at-will state, and he said he didn't have to give a reason. And although Deputy Mags will get to assume the office this upcoming January, for now, this is a father of four who is out of work. Mm, wow. Teddy, that's probably why he lost, because it's obvious he has poor character. Do that man yeah, like that, because he hating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Teddy. That was yeah. Teddy Pendleton. Yeah. Turn out the light. <laughs> Well, uh, as we near our closing, Pam sent me this crazy story she found on BT. And I was sitting there thinking, I read it a couple of times, and I had to get my thoughts together before I prepared to share it for the people. This guy, Andre Thomas, 35-year-old inmate on death row in Texas, clearly has extreme mental health issues. And this mental illness has actually spared him from execution so far. Now, this goes back to 2004. Thomas was convicted of killing the 13-month-old daughter of his estranged wife as well as his wife and their four-year-old child. Thomas stabbed the victims and took out their heart. He also stabbed himself before going to the police department and confessing to what he'd done. And so when he first went to jail, he pulled out one of his own eyes. But a judge still ruled him competent for trial. Now, let's stop right there for a minute. This man has stabbed and killed his whole family and taken their hearts out. He has gone to jail and has taken out one of his own eyes, but they said he was still competent. All right. Then in 2009, while he was still on death row, he pulled out the one eye he had left and ate it. Yeah. So, uh-uh. Mm-mm. Nope. Uh, yeah. I was thinking, is that Hannibal Lecter? Because, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That, that was crazy. So, and then if you could see the mugshot of this man. <laughs> don't make me laugh, pal. Now, because okay. he's he mentally ill. Don't make me laugh. But the picture is on our website of the Today Show. But the reason the story is in the news now is because the appeal was filed just this past Tuesday stating that his mental illness went undiagnosed and untreated, obviously. And he's now serving time in the prison psychiatric unit. So now 
he's sitting there blind and mentally disturbed and what now? I mean what else can be done? Right, you can't be in your right mind if he eats your whole eyeball. Right. Your own right. eyeball. Well, Pam, yeah. do you know if you in a mental or in a psychiatric unit, are you isolated from other people? No, you're not with the rest of the, rest of the If you're a prisoner, no, you're still not with the rest of the crazy people. Well, I'm just wondering if it's somebody who eats eyeballs, if he should be mixed in with general population. It's a mental hospital. They all eat eyeballs. No, Pam. You know what? You know what? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, come out and say the benediction. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But, Jay, we can't get a benediction yet because Pam was on one this week. She sent me another story about this lady named Miss Cheeks. She's out of Memphis. She was caught transporting her grandchildren ages 8 and 9 in dog kennels in the back of her truck. Now, her neighbors described her as a woman of faith and a very nice lady, and they said they were shocked. But she had recently bought two puppies. Since there was no room for the children in the truck, she told them to get in the kennels, which, keep in mind, had no ventilation, and it's hot outside. And she carrying these kids in the back of her truck in some darn dog kennels. Okay. Your neck of the woods, so you tell it us. Is. You tell us how far she went with these kids. Now, Tanisha, didn't she go to White Haven? From what I saw, she went from White Haven to Collierville. Okay. How far is that? And so we're looking at about 35 minutes. And I saw the video of the children getting out of the, the kennels or whatever. And first of all, I'm just like, okay, what was wrong with the back seat? And second of all. How do you squash a whole child up in a kennel? And third of all, how do you drive from one end of the city to the total opposite end of the city in Memphis heat? And, you know, Memphis heat is no joke. I understand, you know, I might sound a little wimpish in comparison to people who live elsewhere, but those of us who live in Memphis these past few years, summers have not been kind to us. Mm -hmm. And it's been in the 90s. Uh, these past few days. So I know the babies had to be hot. So Jay left off on third of all, and I'm just going to add fourth of all. Nobody's asked a question, but I know we have questions, and I hope somebody has answers. Now, I saw the lady. She was a Caucasian lady, and these kids that climbed out of these kennels were black. Uh, has anybody, Pam, do you know what's yeah. going on with that? No, evidently they were, um, reports that said they are adopted. So they are with, um, authorities now because I see someone has set up, um, sort of like a GoFundMe to be able to help them with whoever they're, they've assigned them to. It looks like they might be in foster homes. So they've been trying to get money for them to help them, but she said it was, on the video you can see people getting out of the back seat, adults. So she said there was just too many people in her car for them to have room. So she put them in there. But these weren't like no small kids, which was still been wrong. These were, uh, what, seven to eight-year-olds? They were pretty tall climbing out of that right. So I know they were yeah. just in there. And then them grown right. adults, I would have rather them sit on somebody's lap or even squeeze in. I mean, it made no sense for her to put 
put them in that kennel. Yeah, we got questions. First of all, I need to know where they were going, where everybody had to go, and you couldn't make two trips. I understand you saying it's a 35-minute drive, but that makes it almost even worse that they're going to be cramped up inside these kennels with no ventilation for 35 minutes in 90-degree weather. And so whether her neighbors say she's a woman of faith or not, maybe she can worry about all of that in jail because I think that's a criminal offense. I mean, I didn't see what they – they did charge her, didn't they, with negligence and child endangerment or something like that? Well, if not, they should have. Yeah. She's locked up, so they need to keep her in there. I hope she'll never get them back. Oh, no, she don't need to have any children. Those two little puppies that she got, where were they, by the way? And the thing is, she probably had them in, in the car. They probably was in seat, strapped in. You know how they do. Right. <laughs> well, y'all, listen here. That's it for this bit. We have completed now our 158th edition of Talking With Me. Yes, Lord. Keep them coming. I, Keep them coming. Look at here. I was just thinking about that. I said for 158 weeks, we have never missed a show, and we've never repeated a show. So that's saying something. Um, so I know I've said it before, but I can't thank the two of you enough for joining me on this journey, and I can't wait to hear what you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. As we discuss many topics on Talking With T, if you would like to share your thoughts and opinions, call 865-409-1170. We would love to hear from you and your call just may be featured on an upcoming show. We want to continue to celebrate T's Talk Teens and Hometown Heroes. So if you would like to make a nomination, visit www.talkingwitht.com. I also want to continue to spotlight local arising artists. If you're interested in having your product or service featured on Talking With Tea, we would love to help you promote your business or event. If you are local to Knoxville, Tennessee, and you've been following the controversial story around budgeting issues with the Knox County School Board, I have an important announcement from the Executive Director of Project Grad Knoxville. Hello, Knoxville. This is Ronnie Chandler, Executive Director with Project Grad. We still need your support as we look to secure the remaining dollars moving forward. Please come to the two June school board meetings and bring a friend. You already know, your presence makes a powerful difference. The meetings are Monday, June 11, and Wednesday, June 13th at the City County Building, and meetings begin at 5 p.m. Thank you for supporting kids in inner city public school. We need your help. Well, once again, we've come to the end, but stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwitht.com. You can find the links to many of the stories we share and discuss on the website. Also, remember to follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Remember, you can listen to Talking With T anytime on your time. Pick your pleasure through Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Google Music, or iHeartRadio. New shows continue to drop each and every Monday. However you choose to listen to the show, remember to leave your reviews and comments. In the meantime and in between time, subscribe to Talking With T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. Healing begins 
Where the Wound Was Made, Alice Walker. Remember where you heard the word. Keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking with Tea.